Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Corey here. I'm happy to welcome you to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Um, I have all of our regular news to jump into today, but before I do so, I have kind of a special announcement. Um, Centerlink, which is the parent of LGBT HealthLink, um, had recently an online e-summit. What is an e-summit, you may ask? Um, This is something that we actually started at HealthLink a few years ago, Um, and the idea is instead of having an in-person conference where it can be hard for people to get there in person to do the same kind of thing, but all online. Um, So this happened um, just about a a week or two ago was the final session, Um, and now all of the sessions are available online. Um, There's eight tracks and 19 sessions. One of the tracks is health, which is probably most uh, interesting to folks who are listening, Um, but there are also other tracks on things like advocacy, and there's a special trans and um, non-binary track. So those might be interesting too. So I would highly recommend that to you. A lot of great information and a lot of, you know, new information, um, new research and whatnot, um, more than I can share on this quick podcast. Uh, So definitely head over um, to their website, which is lgbtcenters.org. All of the material will be there until the end of November, and if you're listening to this after November 30th, um, then you can um, find it on the membership website, um, and that website is mylgbthealthlink.org, um, and you can sign up for a free um, membership account, and then you'll be able to access all of the materials there. So again, that's at lgbtcenters.org. Um, You can find it there until the end of November, and after that, you can access it at mylgbthealthlink.org by just creating a free account. Okay, so with that special announcement out of the way, I can jump into our first regular story of the week. Almost 4 in 10 LGB adults vape. A new study found that 38% of sexual minority adults nationally are currently using e-cigarettes, which is nearly double um, heterosexual adults who um, are using it at a rate of 19.8%. Obviously, this has been in the news a lot, a lot of emerging dangers um, related to vaping beyond, of course, just addiction. Um, And so really concerning to see that LGB adults are almost double. I've seen a lot of news stories lately about how... uh, smoking traditional cigarettes is at an, you know, historic low. Um, And I feel like those stories are really masking the truth, uh, which is that when we look at new types of products um, that the tobacco industry is pushing on folks now, um, we see that there are, you know, really shockingly high levels. Um, And, you know, the authors of this new study, um, they point out that if we're going to address the vaping epidemic, we really need to look at um, populations that are disproportionately using these products. And that means finding specific solutions that work for the LGBT community. Our next story asks, popping up soon near you? The American Institute of Architects reported on designing a new pop-up LGBT center that will be moving around Austin's 10 districts. 
They explain that Austin has a really big LGBT population, but they're also geographically dispersed throughout the city. Um, and that makes it hard for folks to access a community center that's located in any one part of the city. So their idea is kind of to decentralize the concept of a community center and basically move it around the city so that people can find a uh, community find local connections, and then hopefully once the center leaves, they'll still have, um, you know, th those connections and those resources and, and know how to access more. Um, really cool idea. Um, if you're looking for an LGBT center in your area, I always recommend that people check out CenterLink's interactive directory. Um, so if you go to lgbtcenters.org, you can look uh, in your area and see what's around. Um, there may not be anything as cool as a pop-up center, um, but there's a lot, I think, surprisingly, um, that you know, folks sometimes don't, don't know about. It may just be in a neighborhood that you're not used to visiting. Next up, quality of life for people living with HIV. Researchers called for a renewed focus on quality of life versus just looking at viral suppression for people living with HIV. Uh, this was as reported by Bloomberg News, um, and the move was kind of um, organized and backed by a group of pharmaceutical companies. Um, the idea is to kind of look more broadly at the health of people living with HIV, and they say, quote, um, such as associated mental and physical comorbidities, financial stresses, and potential HIV-related stigma. Um, so definitely, you know, something important um, that we not just focus on the one narrow issue um, of HIV and of suppressing viral load. Um, that's great, but it doesn't mean that folks are necessarily living a, a happy and healthy life. And now our next story, APA okay with they. I had fun writing that uh, headline. <laughs> LGBTQ Nation reported that the American Psychological Association, or APA, has endorsed in its publication guidelines the use of they pronouns for people who prefer them, uh, such as myself. I go by they, them, theirs. So that's great for people like me who don't use uh, he or she pronouns. Um, but they also recommended it in place of saying, for example, he or she when talking about someone hypothetical. So, you know, for example, um, he or she may not feel comfortable going to the doctor if blah, blah, blah. You know, instead of saying that, say they may not feel comfortable when we don't when we're just talking about someone in general. Um, advocates said that this was a great move uh, and that it would help ensure that non-binary uh, people um, are more visible and more represented um, in academic literature. Next up, Rethinking Vaginal Exams. Freethink reported on a reinvention of the vaginal speculum, which is a medical device that can be painful for folks, um, and they say particularly alienating for members of the LGBT community. They also made a great video that really looks at the experiences of trans men and non-binary folks. Um, so, of course, you know, folks who don't identify as female um, but are in need of vaginal exams. Um, and they look at, you know, how they've had really disrespectful experiences, really alienating experiences, uncomfortable experiences, um, and that these things can be um, improved upon with better technology and also more com competent and trained providers. And they even talked about how at first they were framing their new healthcare initiative as a women's health um, thing, and then they decided to rebrand it um, and, you know, try to be more inclusive of everyone who has a vagina and who needs medical care. Um, it's definitely an interesting video, and I really liked, uh, you know, hearing the part about um, people's lived experience, so I would encourage you um, to check that out if you're interested. And finally, 
new trans-focused housing and care in L.A. The Los Angeles Blade reported on how the city honored Trans Awareness Week and Trans Day of Remembrance by announcing a shelter specifically for trans women that will also provide these women with trauma-informed care. The center is one of the first of its kind and is designed to address the epidemic of violence facing transgender women of color in particular. It was great for me to see that, you know, rather than just um, honoring um, trans people uh, who have lost their lives to violence, which of course is very important, and making people aware of trans identities, which is also important, that the city was actually doing something about it and using this opportunity to take action. Okay, folks, well, that does it for another week of the LGBT Wellness Roundup. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, Please head over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you'd like to look at the written version of the Roundup where you can find links to all of the stories. And again, if you'd like to um, check out the sessions that were posted from the eSummit, that's available at lgbtcenters.org or mylgbthealthlink.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we will chat again next week.